0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Thrive Podcast. This is Christy Andre and...
1: Johnny Parker.
0: Yay, Johnny Parker. (laughs) Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me.
0: (laughs) We've been doing the SEL Summit, the Social Emotional Learning Summit. It launched a Mm -hmm. couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And it's a great way to just go deeper into some of the SEL competencies and just Mm -hmm. see like... What does relationship skills look like? What does goal setting look like? Um, and we tried to do it where it was, what does it look like for you as a person? Mm-hmm. And then how can you use it, um, in your classroom
1: as a professional? Mm-hmm. And then
0: we also did, um, by level. So if you're an elementary or middle or high school teacher, so that you can, you didn't have to watch everything, everything. you just go straight to your, your learning. So for this week we thought we could dive into one of the things that we cover on the SEL summit and we thought empathy because why not?
1: <laughs> because it's really difficult. That's why not.
0: <laughs> There's a, a video that we play in the um, summit from Brené Brown and she kind of talks about the difference between empathy and sympathy and she talks about how it's uh, empathy is really feeling with people mm-hmm. and making people feel connected mm-hmm. where sympathy really makes them feel apart disconnected Mm -hmm. and it's that vulnerability it's like it's the choice that i'm going to connect with something in myself that knows the feeling that you're feeling Mm -hmm. and that's really hard
1: that is hard because you have to choose to be vulnerable Uh and real Mm -hmm.
0: in the summit we talk about reflective listening so Mm -hmm. i've been trying to be more intentional with that so trying to reflect back uh, so i i I hear what you're saying, it seems as though, Mm -hmm. but also being genuine in that, because I think sometimes that can get a little script-like. Yes. People catch on to that, Mm -hmm. that counseling verbiage, if you will. Yeah, I
1: heard you say. I heard you say. So what you're saying you say, I heard you say one more time. (laughs) Renee said, even if you don't, if you've not encountered that experience, if you can open up to a time where you have the same emotion. and kind of replay that story in your mind so that you have that feeling that you can then share with the person. Um, I know when I had my aha moment, the light bulb for me, um, I was listening to a guy called Rob Bell, who said that the two most powerful words in the English language are me too. And he didn't claim that they were his words. He heard them from Deepak Chopra or somebody else, but uh, he was talking about this very same thing and being empathetic. Um, and just being able to say to someone, me too. And and so it happened with me uh, when Kim and I were trying to get pregnant the first time and it took a year and we had to begin infertility. And during that process, some friends of ours started as well. Um, and then we got pregnant and they didn't. And their journey with infertility lasted a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got it, we did understand it, but it was also difficult because now we're pregnant and they're not and so they wouldn't turn to us as much and then when they finally got pregnant the great part was we were the first people they told Um, and that moment of celebration and joy Uh, I remember (laughs) I was in a class for teaching so I was in this education class on a Saturday doing this PE course uh, and my phone was vibrating it was going off and off and off And I didn't know what was happening. I was ignoring it because I was trying to be present in the classroom. And after like 50 vibrations, I was, I have to look at what's going on. And it was a string of like, you know, we're pregnant. And I was weeping in the classroom, embarrassed, like who's going to see me? Because I'm weeping (laughs) for no apparent reason. Um, But then six months into the pregnancy, they lost the baby. And I remember Dom called me to tell me and I didn't know what to say. And I just remembered those words, me too. Mm. Um, And Kim and I had had a miscarriage in our journey Uh, and I I got on my Vespa and I shouldn't have because I was crying so hard I couldn't see where I was driving. (laughs) And I rode over to their house and I didn't say anything. I I just walked into their house and wept with them for, I don't know, an hour or so, um, where at least for 30 minutes we didn't even speak and now two babies later for them. Mm they still reflect on that moment and that's that's the one thing that it's my anchor almost that when i'm trying to think of empathy i think of that time where i didn't speak yeah and i i just felt with them
0: taking a moment to feel with people and to and to know that it's okay to not say anything Mm -hmm. because our words don't often they're not the game changer but it's like how we make people feel how we're connecting with them Mm -hmm. that's the game changer Thank you for sharing that. (laughs) We're talking about just moments of empathy with our students. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And I shared the story from a couple of years ago when I was caught up in my day and having to get through all my things and here's my plan and we're already behind because something happened and now I'm jumping through hoops and trying to drag the kids with me. And one of my normally nicer students, productive students was just having the worst day. And I didn't know why, and I didn't stop to ask because I had to get through all of these things. And the more time passed, the worse it got with her um, to the point that I was so frustrated with her, that why are you of all people causing me all these problems? Um, and I think I, in a moment of chance, <laughs> I decided that I wouldn't totally skip over the morning meeting that I'd not done that morning um and that you know midway through the day we would just sit down and we would have this meeting even though I didn't want to and even though I had a million other things to do and even though I was ready to strangle this girl and we had the morning meeting and as we went around the room and sharing um she shared that the night before her her uncle had been arrested and he was in prison now and she didn't know what was happening after the morning meeting actually go sit with her uh, and talk to her but just listen for a while and and she told me that, you know, beyond the fact that her uncle had been arrested, um, the real fear was that he was going to be deported. Mm -hmm. And then beyond that, if he gets deported, who else in the family is going to get deported? Um, And at that point, I could listen. And I couldn't relate specifically to that. um, But I could relate to being absolutely afraid um, of being afraid of the unknown. Um and I was able to sit with her. And then when she went to lunch, I was able to call her mom and get some more information. Mm. Um, but it totally changed. I mean, she came Mm. back from break, having been heard, Mm. then she was normal again. Yeah. Um, Having been heard.
0: Yeah. Well, and we, how, how many moments are there that we get so frustrated with a student and we just assume that it's something else and we, like you could have got to a point where you blew up at her and then yeah. whatever happened, referral, whatever. And then you would have never known. Yeah. And we would you'd just been like, why, what's wrong with her?
1: Yeah. Oh, it could have been one of those. I, I rarely sent kids to the front office. Right, right. I kept them in the room. I tried to deal yeah. with myself, but she was one of those. I could send her to the front yeah. office because it would actually resonate. Yeah. And if I had, I would have missed, missed that moment. Yeah.
0: going to wrap this up but I'm going to try to wrap it up on a lighter note. Last night, Micah came up to me you know his little four-year-old brain. He's like, "Mama, I'm, I'm scared. I'm really scared." And I was like, "Why are you scared?" And he was like, "You have to, you have to guess, figure it out." So I'm like guessing everything. <laughs> you're scared to go to school. You're scared to go to bed. You're scared of the dark. Literally for like five minutes. And I'm surprised at how many things that I can think of that he's scared Possibly, of. Like yeah. I'm like, uh, "You're scared of." I have no idea. And I'm like, can you, buddy, can you give me help? Like, can you give me a clue? No, mama, you know, you know what it is. And I'm like, okay. And then he finally um told me, which I would never have guessed, was um he's scared of a zombie Ariel. Oh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> not and apocalypse. Not just, uh, no, a no, mermaid. zombie Ariel. Yes, Ariel <laughs> from The Little Mermaid. And if you know anything about Micah, he's obsessed with Ariel. I've never, I mean, he's four, the guy's smart, Ariel's beautiful, but he um, he's definitely afraid of zombie Ariel, which I would be, too. I mean, me, too.
1: <laughs> me, too, with that one. <laughs> me, too, buddy.
0: Um, all right, everyone. We hope that you have a great week, and we also hope that you had a great Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it.
1: All right. Thrive on. Thrive
0: on. Thrive <laughs> on. Thank you for listening to Thrive, Create Your Impact. For more resources, check out our TUSD Thrives website and don't forget to post how you are thriving on hashtag TUSD Thrive.